Hey guys, it's Gary Vaynerchuk, and this is the Gary V Audio Experience. He's a venture capitalist. He's a four-time New York Times best-selling author. He is the creator of Vayner Sports Agency. He's an early investor in companies such as Twitter, Tumblr, Venmo, and Uber. He appears with Gwyneth Paltrow, Jessica Alba, and Will I Am on Apple's first original series, Planet of the Apps. It's out right now. You can follow him on Twitter at Gary V, spelled V-E-E. We are joined right now by Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary, it is great to have you on the show today. How are you? I'm amazing, and I just found my new ringtone. I'm taking that entire audio, that intro, and that's what it is now. My man, I love it. So good to hear that. Now, Gary, you are constantly in motion. You are traveling all over the world. So where are you right now as we speak? Huh? Gary, where are you right now? I'm in Cannes, France, uh, in, uh, at the advertising festival, and uh, just landed here from New York, and, uh, and things are good, Jim. Okay, good. Listen, Gary, there are a lot of places where we could start because there are a lot of things I want to talk to you about. We can't get to all of it, but let's start with the New York Jets. You are a huge New York Jets fan, one of the biggest fans around. How did you first become a Jets fan? I came to America in the late 70s. Uh, couldn't speak English. I walked outside in Edison, New Jersey in 1982. Somebody handed me a Nerf football and said, you're a Jets fan. I said, okay. I followed the 82 Jets every play. That entire season, they went to the AFC Championship game, and I haven't missed a snap since, Jim. Now, Gary, you put it out there time and time again. You are looking to one day buy the Jets. This goal, Gary, is it a question of if, or do you fully believe it's simply a matter of when? Jim, to be honest, I genuinely believe I'll accumulate the wealth. Obviously, there's other variables. I wish Woody nothing but health and who knows what, where. I mean, I'm not naive that the timing may not work out. I got to focus on amassing the wealth, but to be very frank with your awesome audience, which I am one of, I just think it's going to happen. I don't know what else to tell you. I just think it's a matter of when. Yeah, I was going to say, Gary, any idea when, any idea when that could happen? My honest answer to this question, like if like when my mom asks me when she's like, how long do I have to hold on? I'm always like, tw- I actually think Jim, it's 20 years. Mm-hmm. Gary so it's not tomorrow. I mean, a lot of, you know, with our, you know, upcoming one in 15 season, I'm getting destroyed on social media to do it now. A, I don't have the money. Woody's not selling. Um, it's just not there yet, but it's going to happen. And, uh, and I'm going to bring a Super Bowl to New York. Okay, Gary, do you, I want to follow up on that in a minute, but you mentioned 20 years, Gary, and, and following you and listening to you, can you imagine how different this world's going to be in 20 years? I mean, what do you think this world's going to look like and feel like, and how different will it be 20 years from right now? biggest thing that everybody's listening needs to think about is augmented reality and mixed reality. I think everybody that's listening right now will be wearing contact lenses and some of what you'll be looking at is virtual reality. Some of it will be real life and some of it will look like some of the stuff you're starting to see from Snapchat where you have augmented reality where there's images and things in your real space. So mixed reality, Jim, I mean, I think 20 years ago, everything we're doing now seemed incredibly crazy. Uh, you know, and I think that everybody listening now has to get ready for a totally different world. Gary Vaynerchuk joining us right now. Uh, Gary, the Jets are coming off. One more thought about them. They're coming off a 5-11 and season. They have parted ways with a number of their best players. It leads to the belief, Gary, that they might be tanking. Where do you come out on that is a business philosophy. Is it a smart way of doing things given the quarterbacks who might be available in next year's draft, or is that a toxic approach to things? 
such a good question. I think you have to reverse engineer the personnel. You know, if they've given Todd Bowles the wink, wink that he's fine. Um, if you've talked to, you know, Leo Big Cat and a couple of the youngsters that you're building around, I think if you're up front with the four to five people that you have to be up front with, I'm a fan of the process. Like, I, I just think it's practical. And you pointed it out with the way the rules are now. Like, let's get serious now. Don't give me the anomaly of Trent Dilfer. Look at the last 20 teams that have won the Super Bowl. I, given you've got the kid from UCLA and USC and the Wyoming kid, it's a stacked quarterback class. I've never been happier to go to the stadium and watch my team get annihilated 16 straight weeks. Gary Vaynerchuk joining us. Now, Gary, I ran down your bio at the beginning, but that's just a brief summary. In truth, you're an incredibly busy person who could be doing just about anything. So what was it about Planet of the Apps that appealed to you? You know, look, Jim, I think you know this. And first of all, I appreciate the love. Like, there's a lot of people in the Internet world, 2 million Instagram followers. Like, that world knows me. But, like, your aunt doesn't know who I am, right? So showing up on today's show with Paltrow and Will I Am and, 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 and Gwyneth gives me more awareness. And I'm obsessed with gathering as much attention as possible and, and then doing something with that attention in my quest to win seven Super Bowls in New York as a Jets owner. So Apple's platform, the millions of dollars they're going to spend in, in distribution, giving guys like you the, uh, something like this to justify me being on the show, it, it just made a lot of attention sense. Um, and unlike my other three mentors, I am an angel investor. I'm like, that's what I do for a living. And so I knew not only would I be on a show with people way more famous than me, but given what the show was about, I was going to be great at it. And I thought that would be a winning formula for me. Hey Gary, you say seven rings like, like LeBron, not four, not five, not six, but seven. <laughs> Listen, I, I got to believe that Bob Kraft's going to have six and anything to stick it to that guy is interesting to me. Gary Vaynerchuk joining us. All right. Now, when somebody <laughs> comes on, I love it. When somebody comes on Planet of the Apps and they're pitching to you, what are the things that you're looking for? The jockey. I think way too many people, I've lost so much money betting on an idea, writing a $50,000 check because I love the idea. What I didn't realize was the kid went to Ivy League schools, grandpa had a lot of money, and he or she didn't have a stomach for when the market punches you in the face. What I've learned in the last decade is I need that person who can deal with adversity. Give me the guy like Joe Montana who goes in the huddle and makes a John Candy joke when you've got a, you know two minutes under to win the Super Bowl. And so more than ever, I'm betting on the jockey over the horse. So I was auditing the kids and asking questions to see if I could break them down, or do they have the audacity to kind of answer me with something strong? So my my crew of apps that I ended up with were far more predicated on the founder than necessarily the idea of the app. You came to the U.S. in 1978, as you mentioned. Your father, Gary, was a stock boy in a liquor store. Then he became the manager. Then he bought a liquor store. So what were you like as a kid, and what were you like as a student? <laughs> I like the setup. For everybody uh, out there right now with a kid that's not doing so well in school, I've got good news for you. I mean, I was a hardcore DNF student, purebred entrepreneur, selling rocks and flowers, lemonade stands. Uh, I had a huge baseball card in sports business when I was in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, making two, three thousand dollars a weekend selling Cecil Fielder and Frank Thomas, Eric Davis rookie cards. Uh, like now, Jim, I would be considered like a whiz kid because we've had all these entrepreneurs. But back then, everybody thought I was going to be a loser because school was the only way out. Um, turned 14, my dad drags me into his liquor store in Springfield, New Jersey, the wine library. It's called Shoppers Discount Liquors. Two bucks an hour, bagging ice, 
realized people collected wine, flipped from Wayne Gretzky and Jordan to Chateau Lafitte and Camus, and launched one of the first e-commerce wine businesses and grew my dad's business to a $60 million a year business. Okay, that business, the e-commerce business which you launched was called winelibrary.com. But then, Gary, YouTube comes out. What did you think when you first saw YouTube and then what happened next? YouTube was three months old. I saw it. I thought it was going to be the biggest thing ever. I was right about e-commerce, the Internet itself. As you know, Jim, some people thought it was a fad back then. Email. I was just right. I was right. And so when YouTube came and I thought it was going to be humongous, I was like, screw it. Like, I believe in this. So I started a wine show called Wine Library TV. I sat in front of a camera, drank wine for 20 minutes. Hundreds of thousands of people fell in love with it. Twitter came out. I, uh, I decided to invest in it and really go heavy on it um, and uh, change the course of my career, YouTube, because I realized social media was coming. The world was changing. And the next thing I did was invest in Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr, and that set the course. Gary, you've got amazing videos, these amazing videos which you post. In fact, you have literally hundreds and hundreds of them on your YouTube channel. One that I love from a few years ago is entitled, The Most Important Word Ever. What is that word, and do folks, even your most ardent supporters, really know what that word means? You know, I think hustle. You know, like, I just don't, I don't, Jim, you know, honestly, I want to flip the switch on you. Like, you didn't get here by accident. It wasn't just, like, one day, all of a sudden, you showed up with a national show and TV and all this. Like, the, like, I had zero vacation days since I was 13 years old. Zero. It's hard work, man. Like, Yes, there's talent. Yes, there's serendipity and luck. But hustle is the jam. Gary, when you talk about hustling, though, I mean, a lot of people think, hey, man, I hustle. I grind. I work hard. I really hustle. Are they really? I mean, how do you define hustle? What's hustling? Look, I don't want to sit here. Everybody's got their own work-life balances, things of that nature. My advice on Facebook and YouTube is completely predicated to people that complain, Jim, right? Like, listen, if you're making 42K and you're on four softball teams and you love spending time with your family and you're happy as hell, you've won. Hustle, it's not about money or fame or all these different things. It's just the problem is I get 10,000 emails a week from people complaining like, oh, this sucks, my parents suck, the system sucks, the, the, the internet sucks. Like, if you're complaining, the answer is more work, especially if it's smart. So I don't want to be the person, and I definitely don't deserve to be the person that, des- that decides what hustle is. Here's what I would, would say. If you're complaining, change your game. Gary Vaynerchuk joining us. If you're complaining, change your game. Now, you've got another famous video where somebody asks you for three words of inspiration that (laughs) she can think of any day that she's feeling down and things are not going well for her. What were those three words? That was a good one. She rolled up on me as I was rolling out, and I had no idea. She, like, bum-rushed me. I was scared for a second, and I just said, you're going to die. You like that one, Jim? I love that one. Lay that out for me. You're going to die. What do you mean by that as an inspiration? I love that one. I don't know, man. Like, I'm super happy because I'm grateful. Like, every day, forget about all the good things that are happening to me. When things weren't as good, as long as my parents and my siblings were alive at the time, and then later my wife and kids, like, it's good, right? Like, like guys, everybody who's driving right now, this may make you actually pull over and just look yourself in the, in the mirror. It is the odds of being a human being are 400 trillion to one. Like, you're more likely to win the lotto five times than even be a person. And I'm just driven by gratitude. And she's like, I need motivation. Here's some motivation. You're going to die. So do something about it. 
Gary Vaynerchuk joining us on the program right now. All right, now, Gary, you you are relentless on social media. In fact, everything that you do. So what drives you? Where do you get the motivation from? Obviously, if you could bottle this, you would. And in a way, you're trying to in a different sort of way. But yeah, where does I, that drive and that chip come from? I think it's a circumstance, right? I was an immigrant. You know, somewhere around fourth grade, Jim, I realized I was more likely to buy the Jets than play for them because I didn't have the size. You know, you go into freshman year of high school, four foot eleven. You've got a chip on your shoulder. I was a DNF student. Parents, everybody told me I was going to lose. I'm an underdog, right? Like, like I, I came from a place. I don't know if I can say that. I hope you curse. You know, I got you. It out. Like, I got, got you. It. Like, I, I just, I just, you know, I just was always an underdog. So hungry. I love proving people wrong. Like, I just love climbing that mountain. I need it. Like, I, I just, I breathe for it. So, Gary, do you ever allow negativity to creep in? Ever? Not at, not, no, not at this point, man. Like, somewhere along the way, it became binary. If the seven people I give a crap about are healthy, like, I just will not allow something stu- – I mean, yes. I mean, like, I want to be frank here. Like, I, like, there's a bad moment. Like, I think I'm a firefighter, 800 employees, one of the biggest agencies. Like, every day there's problems, but not in a macro. At a micro, sure, for an hour here, five minutes there, but never when I wake up or go to sleep, Jim. Gary Vaynerchuk joining us for a few more moments. Uh, Gary, you're huge on self-awareness. What's it mean to be self-aware, and why is that so critical? People people love people that are self-aware. Like, I know my shortcomings, right? One thing, you, uh, first of all, you guys over there in Junk, you guys are unbelievable. The fact that you guys paid attention to me interacting with people while there was a break kudos to you and you saw it right like somebody said one of, your, one of the people on twitter said gary's accomplished so much wait till he actually hits puberty like that's self-aware like i understand what my voice is when you own your stuff you always win right so to me i know what i'm good at and i know what i suck at and that's why i punted school that's why i don't try to read i don't give a crap about my grammar but i'm a gangster businessman who innovates and understands what people do and i feel like everybody who's listening now if they just focused more on what they're good at instead of focusing on what their parents want them to be, what they actually know, instead of wishing they were something, right, just actually knew who they were and executed against it, everybody would be dramatically happier and winning at a higher level. And not only that, Gary, but another message I get from you is, why do you give a damn what people think? Why do you give a damn about what Punkman669 thinks on social media? Why do you give a damn about what anybody thinks? Is that not a key? It's a huge key, including the parents. Like, Jim, one of the things that as I've amassed these millions of followers, like I didn't I have such great parents. I didn't realize it's your mom who's miserable who's suppressing you. Like, forget about like, you know, fancy pants forty seven. Some people can finally get over that. It's when your dad is your issue. Like it gets much bigger than that, right? Like that's where it gets screwed up. And so like I'm trying to with all my audacity I'm trying to be that person on social that says, point to me, let me eat the crow, let everybody be mad at me because I really don't give a crap. And then you go do your thing because you're right, it's stopping everybody from doing stuff. Now, Gary, you are also the creator of Vayner Sports, right? You're a huge sports fan, but now you have an agency. Why was that so important to you? Why did you want to get into that aspect of business? Because these agents are ripping these kids off. They don't give a crap about them. It's another industry to disrupt. I'm going to eventually own the Jets. I might as well learn it. So I, I, I started looking into it, and I just couldn't believe it. My brother, AJ, has Crohn's disease. The pressure of our company exploding made him want to take some time off, and he decided, hey, I want to go into this sports thing. And 
I'm a, listen, Jim, I'm just, uh, I, the next couple times, in, in two years, three years from now, I'm going to be on this show with you talking about the number one pick in the NFL draft. I'm about to walk into that sports agent world and completely tear it up the same way I did the wine business and the advertising industry because there's only one move I've got. Bring more value to the other person than you're asking for in return. And that is not what's going on in the sport. All right, so Gary, give, give it to me, Gary. I'm right now in Southern California. You've got two great quarterbacks right here in Southern California in Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen. If you were to pitch them on why they should be represented by you, and I were to say to you, you got 90 seconds, give it to me right now. What is your pitch to them? Every other agent is completely commoditized when it comes to the contract on the field. It's completely commoditized. No GM is getting swung. But everything that's going to happen off the field, financially, the investments in the future of the world, and most importantly, most importantly, if God forbid something ridiculous happens to you, the amount of money and effort that I'm going to put in for you to be a successful man over the next 30 years is going to be disproportionately higher than everybody else because I already am financially secure enough and don't need to play on the economics that these other agents have to. Gary V joining us. You want to follow him on Twitter at Gary V, and that's V E E at Gary V. Gary, before you go, as long as we're talking about Twitter, you were an early investor in Twitter. You're a monster yes. on Twitter. You're interacting with my listeners as we speak right now. What do you make of Twitter as a platform, and in particular for athletes? Huh. So I think I think Twitter's the one true social network. It's a place where people can actually interact. Everything else is post and let people consume. Twitter's like the water cooler of our society. Everybody's got two cents on that Steph Curry pass or what Paul George is doing, right? So in particular for athletes, it's the place where they don't have to do an interview with you or ESPN or anybody else. It's a direct-to-consumer channel. And if let me just say this one thing, Jim, about social media and Twitter, and this is how I think about it. These things are exposing us, not changing us. So if a kid's a great kid, Twitter's going to amplify his greatness. And if a dude's like a jerk, it's just going to be amplified. It's just a clean platform. All right. So if you had a piece of advice for people, Gary, before you go, one piece of advice, one thing that we should go back to and think about over and over again, what is that? Punt every weakness you have and quadruple down on what you're good at. If you can sing well, do it. If you can write well, if you can sell. America loves to sell you on fixing your shortcomings. I'm telling you with every audacity in my body, it's the other way around. Just go all in on what you are. Gary, one last thing. There's another video that I saw, which was fascinating to me. And I know I know my audience, Gary. I know my audience. And go I know ahead. this relates I to a lot of people. I'll stalk you for the rest of my life. My man, we're good. We're good. I can't shake you, and you're not going to be able to shake me. All right, so what do you do? Is this not a young man's game? Is it not about the millennials? What if you got into your 50s? Is it then too late to take that big swing? Of course not. Like, you know, so I know what you're talking about, and that's been probably the most important video to me. I just don't understand how people that are 52 years old don't understand they're going to live for another 40 years. I get that back in the day that was old or when you grew up, like when I was 22, I thought 30 years old was like dead, right? I get it, but the data is the data and we just have so much more time. And if you're 52 and miserable with the internet around now, you can do so much more. It's just, it's not a young man's game. It's a young man's mentality game. Gary, if you had access to the internet 20 years ago, would you own the Jets right now? Yes. When I don't even want to talk about this, this is where I just realized how good of an interviewer you are. This is not asked of me ever. It blows my mind. 
Jim, I would have definitely not graduated high school. That I can make you a guarantee. And, yeah, man, I think, I think when Woody made that play off the Hess family, I would have come up with some cockamamian thing when I was 15, 16 that would have put me in a position to succeed. <laughs> Gary Vaynerchuk, my guest. Now, Gary, there are lots of different ways for them to follow you and to see what you're about. I've got a pretty good audience, too, now. If you want to direct them to any of your platforms or applications, where should they go? What's the best way to find out more about you and what you're doing? You're a very good dude, man. I appreciate it. It's Gary V-E-E on every social network but Facebook, and that's just Gary, G-A-R-Y. Gary Vaynerchuk, an amazing guy. Very, very, very compelling and critical, I think. Gary, I, I meant that sincerely. We had never spoken before. I'd been very eager to talk to you, and that lived up to all the hype. I absolutely love that, and we need to do can that we, again can sooner we, than can later. We dinner? Can we get dinner, you and I? I would love to have dinner. You tell me when and where. I'm there. Done. Done. Love oh, it, man. Take care of yourself. Hey guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Gary V Experience. Now go out and share this, pass it on, let me know what you thought.